Hello and welcome to another uh, 48 Days of Football podcast, everyone's favourite key league challenge and classic podcast filmed in an office on a Tuesday night. Uh, usually there's three of us here, the, the three musketeers, but unfortunately tonight Stevie is otherwise uh, entangled with some NC Dinos cheerleaders, uh, whatever it is that they play. Uh, Stevie was down completing his 48 uh, football grounds, or number 46 or 48 I think it was. Yeah. I'm sure if he was here he could tell us the exact number. Um, but yeah, so he's he's still stranded somewhere trying to find uh, a, an NC Dinos cheerleader who is... Pneumatic, I think, is the word that we would describe it as. So tonight it's just me and Paul. To be fair, he did say he was gonna he was gonna Skype in, and we did set Skype up for him to do that. And then halfway through, he sent a text saying, "I'm four liters in." I'm four liters in. <laughs> Not quite sure what he meant by the four liters, though. It's like the size of her silicone, her silicone implant. I have no idea. I'm not sure that's two litres each or four litres each, but... <laughs> but anyway, he's not here, so uh, me and Paul will have to make do uh, just on our own. I guess that the one thing that does mean uh, is that there'll be no K-League Challenge review or preview. Yeah. <laughs> Unlike the red button which went on for 40 minutes, but anyway. I'm actually quite surprised to see you here, because I heard you were race, having a race down in Pusan yesterday. Or on Sunday. On Sunday, yeah, I finished fifth. Yeah, so um, good friend of the podcast, Alistair, told me that you were leading for a while and then you got distracted by the Phillies and finished fifth. Yes. I, I thought you'd have been turned into glue by now or dog food. Uh, I think the idea was that I think I was roughly behind four females. <laughs> That's all I know from the race. Uh, yeah, I'm not really sure where I was, but I was roughly behind. So you've uh, gone from blacking up to. <laughs> To having a fetish for furries, have you? <laughs> I thought we cut all that blacking up stuff out of the podcast. Not always. Not always, okay. Okay. I apologise to all our uh, listeners who don't like blacking up, which might just be my family, I guess, because everyone in Korea finds it hilarious. Um, anyway, uh, the intro music, and just in case you're actually wondering, uh, the intro music was uh, the Benny Hill theme tune, which was a. a an homage to the the two comedians of Ulsan, uh, Kim Sung-gyu and Kim, Kim Chinook, who we'll talk about later on when we preview the actual Ulsan game, but it was probably one of the funniest things that you'll actually see on a K-League pitch this season. And as soon as you get around to making a, a video podcast, you're going to link the two bits up together, so there. I'm going to try and do a Vine a Vine video, so yeah, I'm going to do a Vine video of it and uh, upload it to the podcast Twitter feed um, sometime bit before I turn 50. <laughs> so last week then. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> but anyway, uh, I guess first up we're going to look at uh, a review of the only league that matters, the K-League Classic. Then I guess we'll do a review of the K-League Challenge um, and we'll see how uh, podcast co-host Stevie's Elander doing in his absence because he's not going to get any games anymore um, although I think he did go to this one actually he did actually <laughs> he did actually go to this one okay uh, and then we'll do a little bit in the middle we'll talk about I guess Korean the, the important K-League classic matches that are coming up maybe look at some of the derbies that, that are ahead of us before the split we'll try and make a prediction as to who the top six will be um, and then we'll get it dramatically wrong and then we'll end with a review of the classic and a review of the challenge. Actually, if we've got time, I've got quite a few things I'd like to say about the refs, create K-League refs, because the ref from the Seoul Puan game last midweek and the ref from the Seoul Chumbuk game this weekend were both terrible. Yeah, well, so we all know how I feel about the ref from the uh, Songnam Jumbuk game. I think maybe it's just Jumbuk are just getting favouritism. Yeah, I think maybe it's something to do with uh, Hyundai. We, don't, we, we really don't know how you feel about that ref because you never actually get around to telling us. But hopefully this week, if we have enough time, but without Stevie here, we should have enough time to actually do that that that, that all, almost infamous referee rant. Given that we're going to gloss over the, the K-League challenge bit, that's 10 minutes we've saved, so you've got at least 10 minutes to talk about refs. Sweet, sounds good. I will get my, I will get my notepad and my, and my uh, perma-raised glasses ready. <laughs> okay, so first up, we have the K-League Classic, and I guess because we had it as an intro music, I guess we'll start with uh, the Osan game, which was on Sunday. So we'll do all three Sunday games and then we'll look at all three Saturday games, yeah? Yeah. Um, start with the comedy that was Ulsan versus Cheju. Okay. So uh, for those of you who didn't, or who hasn't, haven't seen it, 
this was obviously like a pretty uh, big match for, for, for both teams. Jed, you're looking to get back into the top six or trying to as close as possible. And Ulsan just trying to make sure that they were safe at the bottom of the table. Um, with about 10, 10, 12 minutes on the clock, yeah. uh, Ulsan got a penalty. Somehow, the referee, which we'll talk about hopefully today, never gave a red card. They, they didn't send the guy off, even though it was the most blatant yeah, so <laughs> last man penalty ever. So the, the, the Ulsan attacker... He got the ball around the, ed the edge of the D and the Cheju defender started trying to tackle him there but he got past the defender, went in about as far as the penalty spot where the defender hauled him over. The goalie was just outside of his six-yard line so clearly the last man, one-on-one -on -one decent goal-scoring opportunity and he somehow never sent him off. Yeah, I mean, I think this is the biggest problem is, is they, 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 the interpretation of, of the rules in Korea seems to be whatever you feel like. Um, but anyway, moving on to the most important part. Obviously, 12 minutes in, you know, a penalty. Uh, up steps the Wookiee, your, <laughs> your, your international striker. You know, the man who has, like, got nerves of steel. Yep. Um, and, I mean, I call, it, I call it a Pirlo penalty. I think the actual term is Paneka. Yeah. Yeah, so he kind of takes a little jog up, tries to be all fancy, uh, tries to... They do like a Pirlo and flick, flick it straight over the goalkeeper. It, it, there's no way of describing it other than to say it was the pishest penalty I've ever seen taken. He kind of runs up, jogs, hits it. They, it he kind of sclaffs it about half a yard off the ground. Yeah. It just flops up. The, the goalkeeper who's going to his left at this point has enough time to stop, look at it, turn round and just catch it in midair. Um, uh, it was beyond embarrassing. It was one of the worst uh, penalty kicks I've ever seen taken. But the fact it, it was the rookie kind of made it even funnier. I think had it been someone else that you'd have thought, oh, Keely was really shy. But the fact it was him, you actually just thought, that's brilliant. That's got to be. It's just the fact that the goalie started going one way and had, to, <laughs> yeah. had, to, had time to stop, go back, and still pick up the ball. I mean, he'd take me stop, change his top. <laughs> I mean, um, sunbathe for about five minutes and then catch it. Wouldn't be surprised if, like, if it was Cheong Su, right? He's got Kim Young Day in goal to start with. He makes the goalie substitution to bring the other guy between the time the Wookiees kicked in, it reaches the goal. It was, I mean, I'm, I, it was it was such little power. I'm amazed that even made the goal line. Uh, if it even did, it was. Please, guys, if you have a chance, uh, go on YouTube, find it. Uh, it's it's the best thing that you'll see this season in any in any football ground anywhere so the goalie there at that point looks like a hero right because he's just saved the penalty he does but fast forward fast forward to like 60 minutes and um, a, a corner swung in Ulsan get a corner swing into the back post uh, Yu Jun Su uh, jumps up and heads it pretty weakly pretty meekly right at the goalkeeper who seems to uh, juggle with the ball and throw it over his his, his shoulder yeah, yeah. and in the back of his own net. Clear goalkeeping error. So at this point we have Benny Hill number two. <laughs> um, so Kim Chinook's thinking, okay, wow, he's let me off the hook. Yeah. Uh, at least you know, I, you know that at least at least I know my goalkeeper is safe as as houses. International goalkeeper, obviously. Um, so the ball. Uh, Jeju have a have a have, have an attack. Uh, Kim Sung Yoo gets the ball, uh, goes to clear it, hits it off his own defender who's like jogging away from goal. <laughs> the ball bounces back to a Jeju player who squares it to Fernando Caranga who bangs it in. Bangs it in. And for anyone who's watched Fernando Caranga play football, you would realise he'd have to have a whole goal to actually bang it in, but he did. Uh, and you're looking at thinking three ridiculous. Uh, like errors, like three comedy of errors, like in in um, in like seventy minutes, and then three minutes later, I see Karanga's on the, the score sheet again. He is, yep. Yeah, ball broke to him on the edge of the box, deflected past Kim Sung Yoo. Um, so we're we've got three goals after seventy-two minutes. None of them particularly glorious, but at least thankfully to for all us football lovers out there, uh, Server Jopperov. Uh, popped up in the 95th minute with a pretty sublime free kick. It was a very good free kick. Uh, to rescue 
a point for, for Ilsan and keep all those fans of Songnam and FC Seoul uh, breathing a, a little bit easier at night because we now have a, we still have the gap between us and, and, and Jeju, yeah? So well, the, the fourth official indicated there would be four minutes of time added on and at sort of 93 minutes, 50-something seconds, there was a foul on the edge of the Jeju box. They argued about it for about a minute and then up steps Jeparov. Yeah. The Jeju keeper set up his wall with two big guys on the end and Jeparov simply loops the ball over the over the wall under the crossbar and the goalie couldn't get across in time. Yeah, it was it was a brilliant free kick. Uh, I mean, it, it's it's what it's what Sever Jeparov is capable of doing when he's not frustrating the, the, his fans. Yeah, uh, I watched him for two seasons at, 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 at Songnam. He was one of the most frustrating players I've ever seen play. Yeah, I mean. But he is capable of, of, of moments of genius like that. So many Seoul fans want him to come back to FC Seoul, but personally I didn't, because as you say, he's frustrating. He'll yeah. have moments of genius, followed by months and months of shine. Yeah, yeah. But at least he's, he, he, did, um, he did both Songnam and Seoul fans a favour by, by stopping Je, uh, Jeju winning, so everyone's yeah. pretty happy with that one. Yes, we should be clear that Jeju now 40 points. Those two drop points in the last second of that game, if they'd have got those two extra points, they'd be uh, equal sixth, right? Mm. With Incheon three points behind Seoul, three points behind Songnam. So it's a difference between them being right behind us and. And they'll be five points behind you. Yeah. So you're looking at it thinking, when we do the predictions for the top six, I guess we'll talk about it a little bit more detail then. But yeah, it's given Seoul and Songnam a little bit more breathing space. Particularly with some pretty huge games coming up for both teams as well. Yeah. So. Okay. Also up on Sunday, we'll just go through these ones quickly. I guess um, the other team who could dislodge Song uh, Songnam is uh, Jonam. Uh, they went to Dejon. No, sorry. They were, were home to Dejon. Uh, I believe Stevie, Stevie was at that went game. To this one. So. Uh, the comments that he put on Facebook earlier on for me to read out were Dejon say or something along those lines. I can't really do a Stevie Drunk voice, but he did say Dejan were shite. Yeah. Uh, John Am worse, I think, was what he put on, on Facebook. But Dejan did take the lead. Um, uh, like, through Som Young won, 10 minutes in. From what I can gather, John Am pummeled him for the rest of the game and got a, a, a deserved draw. Probably should have won, I think, is what people were saying on Twitter. But I'm pretty happy that that was a draw. Um, the other game on Sunday uh, was Guangzhou versus Pusan, uh, which finished nothing each, and so, that's about all the time we will spend on it. Yep, just moving on. Moving on. So on, on Saturday, there were a couple of big games, and actually there were, th I guess, three big games on Saturday as the top six played each other. And there um, were three clear winners and three clear losers. Yeah, but we start with uh, Suwon. Yeah. Okay, so Suwon were at home to Incheon. Um, which was like second v sixth, um, um, and that probably went as you would expect. Uh, Santos scoring a goal, Suwon beating Incheon one 0 And I believe I said last week that I hope Suwon loses because they're not going to lose two in a row. So, gives me a sliver of hope for the Super Match this weekend. You said you hope Suwon win this. Uh, yes, probably. <laughs> yeah. Man, sh shouldn't have had those no beers today. <laughs> yes, I know, we probably should have had those beers, yeah, instead. Okay, um, Paul, you want to take us through the jump game? Uh, yep. Uh, I went down, got rained on. Seoul had three decent chances in the first ten minutes, missed all of them. And then Dongguk Lee, Middlesbrough reject. That's what he was, yeah. Plus other stuff I can't say on the podcast, but allegedly. Rhymes with punt. Rhymes with... Uh... Madultera. <laughs> <laughs> Rhymes with... Sweet. Yeah. A sweet and madultera. But... Uh, having seen the lasses of Middlesbrough, I'm not quite sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's supposed to have been what happened to Cha when he was in Glasgow, but... I haven't seen the lasses of Glasgow, I don't know how that happened either. And apparently his wife's a model as well, so... E or Chaz? Well, Chaz doesn't have a wife, he's divorced. Well, he is now after Glasgow, yeah. That's what Glasgow do to you guys. <laughs> Never go there. <laughs> Unless you're Jamie, in which case, Jamie, I'm, I'm hoping you're enjoying Tinder. 
Um, but anyway, should we get back to the football <laughs> yeah. before, we get, before we get sued? <laughs> um, yeah, he scored. He, he got a chance, took it well. Then John Wick went back into their shells, got pummeled by Saul a bit more. Uh, 53rd minute. Uh, there's a bit of dis, dis. There was a bit of a. What do I want to say? There's a bit of controversy. Um, mm, yeah. Kim Jin Gu was trying to shield the ball out for a goal kick, and then for whatever reason, the referee decided it was a corner. And I can't believe that he sort of was shielding the ball out like that and touched it somehow. And yeah. But whatever, the, the ref gave a corner. It's John Book. Yeah. Discussed. Or maybe haven't discussed. Yeah. And um, the. Uh, the corner was swung in and banged in. It was taken quite well by E.J. Song. So, Seoul were 2-0 down. Actually, at half-time, I felt that 1-0 down at half-time, they, if they came out and scored, they would have come on and done well. But they you know, lost the second goal quite early on to the second half. Adrian had another couple of chances after that, which he fluffed each and every one. The, the final straw for me, I think, was Chase substitutions. So, I think we talked a bit about in this week's Red Button that with Pak Jung out injured, he's been sort of putting random players in, getting yeah. a run out. So this, Unilock was this week's player of the, the week. Uh, he got the first half, got pulled off at half-time along with Koyuan as well. And in came Yunjute and Molina to try and open things up a bit. Um, it was slightly better, but not much. But then 67 minutes, he takes out Takahagi, who's sort of a roughly attacking midfielder, and brings in a central defender for his third substitution. Now the reason he yeah. did this was to he actually pushed Osmar up to be a sort of pressing forward, playing behind the, the two strikers. But it was just insane, ineffective. But then if you look at the other substitutions, it's not clear. I guess Isokyon, who's an attacking midfielder that they signed from Incheon last close season, would have been one choice, but apart from that... Yeah, they didn't really have much on the bench, did they, really? Yeah, because Shim Sang-min's a left-back, Paki Song's a useless sack of shit. <laughs> and then Yu Sang-min, the goalie. Okay. Interestingly, uh, Wilkinson, who's supposed to be, who's supposed to have said that he's leaving um, yeah. Korea, or even John Book, anyway, because Jeonju is no place for... The, it's too small to raise a family. Yeah. Interestingly, he, he, he didn't get a... a, a a look in at all uh, on on Saturday, yeah. Well, so I wonder if maybe his comments have have resigned the, the manager to be like, okay, well, stuff you then I won't play for the rest of the season. Uh, Egan who played the first hour or so, looked physical but ineffective. Leo, he was replaced by Leonardo, who looked pretty decent, very quick. Yeah, uh, yeah. I saw his highlights. He he can have a couple of good chances. He did get the the final goal in the ninetieth minute, which was on the on the counter attack, wasn't it? So. Yeah, yeah. He he probably did, I think he deserved the goal. He he was getting a little bit of a ribbon from the John Book attackers because he was being a bit greedy. Yeah. But he is probably John Book's or one of John Book's most exciting players. I think so. I think uh, you know that like he's probably entitled to like, take the odds, Maisie run and have a go himself. I think. I just can't see how Seoul lost that 3-0. It definitely wasn't a 3-0 game. I mean, all I watched was the highlights, and definitely based on the highlights, there was no way it was a 3-0 game. Was, I mean, just no way. And did you, did you see Adriano's chance after about five minutes? He pushed it past the post, yep. and he was, if that had gone in, it could have been a completely different game. And yeah. I'm still not sure how he missed that. But Another huge crowd as well, yeah, 26,000. Yeah, Seoul actually took six buses down, Yeah. plus whoever people went on the trade and driving down, so... I guess there were um, in excess of 300 Seoul fans there, or a lot. Like, it looked like the, the, there was quite a big kind of wall of red. Until it rained. Until it started raining, everyone buggered up the back. Well, yeah, so that's because it, it, was, it was quite interesting because even in the John Book end as well, the, the same thing happened in, in the main stand. Yeah. That when the game started, it looked like the whole bottom tier was full. Yeah. And then just about 20 minutes later, it looked like there was no one there at all because everyone fled up to the top. So when it started raining, the only people left in the Seoul end in the rain were Diablos and Thanatos. Of course. So, I guess that brings us to one last game. I guess the the, the kind of other important uh, top six game, which was Pohang versus Songnam. Uh, probably, I didn't see this game live, but I saw the highlights. And oh, what can I say? Where did I start? Uh, the first goal, which was uh, Cole Mu Yo, uh, who scored it. Um, again, part 
I blame Park John Hyuk for that. Uh, it was a lot bit similar to the Jeju, to the um, not the Jeju goal, but the Osan goal against Jeju. Yeah. Uh, Park should definitely have done far better than he did. Uh, Park John Hyuk has been like, I mean, I've been giving him a, a, a bit of stick this season, mostly deservedly so. But he's, he's improved in recent weeks, right? He, he had improved. He was he was pretty. He was pretty good at the 1-0 in front of the, the victory in front of he was good. He was great in, in SU1. Like when we beat him 1-0 in the chicken ranch. Uh, but this game, yeah, he was he was woeful. And the thing was that he didn't play against John Book. Yeah. Um, they, they, when we lost 1-0 with John Book. So I guess he's he's brought him back in again and didn't cover himself with really any, any, any glory at all. Uh, interestingly was the fact that um, Wang Yijou didn't start um, at all. He came on in the 60th minute. I don't know if he was just being rested after the international games, uh, after being in Lebanon. He came on in 60 minutes and scored seven minutes later, which was pretty much uh, like one of those goals that Wang Yijou is capable of. Like, just a, a brilliant strike. Uh, ball went into the box. Uh, the Pohang Namjoon Jay goes for it. The Pohang striker uh, nods it down. And Wang just volleyed it from the edge of the box, like sweetest strike you could see. I mean, it was just beautiful. Um, and at that point, you're thinking, yeah, I mean, like Songnam will see this out. They'll they'll get the draw. They'll see out the draw. You know, like, they're a tough team to beat. They're not going to lose too many goals. But again, like they've been losing goals from from corners, like which is uncommon for them yeah. under Kim Hak Bum. But they've been just recently that they've been losing these like really sloppy goals. Uh, this one was a it was an own goal. The corner came in. I mean, it was a good corner, and at the back post, again, Patrick Hyuk came out, flapped, got nowhere near it, and the ball bounced off of uh, Kim Kim Tae Yoon's right leg and into the back of the net. Is it one of those goals where he tries to clear it and slices it, or did it just? No, it, he just turned round because the Park comes out, yeah. so he's just standing behind Park. Assuming that Park's going to grab it, he, he's going to punch it, he's going to grab it, and he's going to yeah. flap it away. So he he doesn't even move, and the ball just came over Park's arm and hit his knee and went in. He he couldn't. He, there was nothing he, he he could do. He didn't try and clear it. He just stood there and the ball bounced off him. Yeah. I mean, I mean, had the ball not bounced off him and in the net, it would have bounced off him to a Pohang strike it anyway or something but it was just like, one, like just two really sloppy really pathetic goals to, to lose um, and when you add in the dodgy penalty for, for John Book you're thinking that's against top six teams Songnam have had really bad luck a bit like Sofad as well do you know what I mean like maybe poor finishing or whatever and think to yourself they should be sitting in a, like, in a better position than they are yeah although to be honest, fourth for Songnam in the league right now is a pretty amazing position. But if you look at the games that they've lost, like the goals that particularly Park Jun Hyuk has has shipped, like, Songnam should be second. And they should be sitting second in the league. I think it's good that you and I can both sit here where our teams are in a relatively strong position, but we're still talking and focusing on all the points we've dropped and how much better it could have been. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the thing. I mean, like, as a Songnam fan, like last season, we were just praying that someone else would lose games yeah. like, so we wouldn't end up in a relegation playoff because I didn't think we'd actually win it. And I was concerned that we might actually end up in the in the Classic. Uh, so to go from, you know, like finishing third bottom last season, but really close, like, I mean, I got to the last game of the season to complaining about the fact that we've just been beaten 2-1 away to Pohang that saw us fall fourth yeah. is, a, is a huge turnaround. But it's just one of those things that, you know, as a football fan, you, yeah, that you're never really happy, I guess, are you? Unless you're John Book and you're being handed the league by dodgy referees. Yeah. But, <laughs> but anyway. But anyway, what can we do except get Songnam City Hall or LG to sponsor the league and it yes. that way? I mean, yeah, what can we say? It's shit. <laughs> um, so obviously, uh, I guess when, when we do the preview, We'll look at the games that, that are coming up at the weekend, but there's a couple of pretty, again, some pretty big games this weekend for the the ACL spots and the top six, yeah? Yeah, I guess right now... We'll have a stevedless review of uh, the K-League Challenge. I guess I there guess. were five matches. There were five, I some, guess. Some teams won, some lost, some drew. 
Yep. Uh, there was goals scored. There was goals not scored. Uh, clean sheets, probably. No, Stevie's in a motel. I don't think there's any clean sheets. <laughs> like, he's probably got channel 961 on right now. <laughs> Hopefully on mute. Because <laughs> like, the next door neighbours are not going to be happy, do you know what I mean? Yeah. We've all been there, haven't we? Yeah, the, the funny thing is, there's probably no point making jokes about Stevie because he doesn't listen to the podcast anyway, do you know what I mean? So he's not going to hear these. <laughs> but maybe someone will pass them on. Oh, I'd like to say uh, uh, a hello to our our newest listener, uh, Mr. John Panton. Uh, I hope you're still listening, John. Uh, and then we don't edit this part out. <laughs> John is a good friend of uh, podcast listener Danny Barron. And John has a long commute in the morning and has been getting bored. And Danny recommended the podcast to him. Okay. So that was that one new spike <laughs> that we had two weeks ago. So welcome, John. Hope you're enjoying it. And uh, if you're not busy on Monday nights, you can come <laughs> in and co-host. Yeah, yeah. He's Welsh, though. That was that. One. Uh, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think you're Welsh. Anyway, um, okay. So let's quickly go through them. Yeah. So Daegu one, Chunju one. Uh, chance for Daegu to keep their form up, but I guess blew it. That's really two points drop for Daegu, right? Playing against the bottom team. Yeah, and at home as well, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Otherwise, um, it could have been right up there, one point behind Sangju instead of. Yeah. yeah. They also they also um, played for the last twenty minutes against ten men and couldn't break them down. Uh, next up, uh, Butchon versus Sangju. Uh, I kind of wish I'd went to that game, but I guess I couldn't have. But uh, Buchon beat Sangju 2-1. They were 2-0 up with uh, Sangju getting a penalty uh, in the last minute. Podcast favourite, Rodrigo Parana, notching up goal number 28 of the season, or his career. I can never remember which one it is. I think it's possibly both. <laughs> possibly both. Uh, move on swiftly to Sunday, I guess that was. <laughs> um, uh, Gangwon 2, Goyang 2. Uh, pretty high scoring game I guess for those two teams match of the round was surely Anyang 3 Suwon 2 yeah definitely and I think we have to comment on the fact that Suwon were 2-0 up half time two goals by Japa he has an eye for the goal do, do you think someone at some point laugh at that joke <laughs> um, and then I guess at half time something happened I guess the manager had an inspirational team talk I guess the manager was like come on boys we're better than than Japa in his eye in his eye and uh, maybe, yeah, he obviously like, motivating his team. They went out and they won 3-2. Paul, do you have any insider information on how motivational his team talk was? Well, I've, I've heard a couple of rumours. The first one is that Jappa had a lot of cakes, therefore he was too fat to get his... <laughs> is, there, is there any truth that he'll be playing for uh, Jeju next season, the orange bastard? <laughs> uh, probably cut that word out. <laughs> you can it, yeah, so it may be the Jappa cakes that did for Jappa. Otherwise, Austin Berry also tweeted something cryptic. Yeah, the rumour is that Austin Berry is supposed to have uh, tweeted that the manager gave him three different tactical uh, formations b- b- before the game started or something, and that the players were completely confused in the first half. Was it like those chicks where you put... Three upturned cops. Those chicks. Those tricks where you, <laughs> tricks, where you okay, sorry. three upturned cops and you put a ball under one and you have to like follow it around and pick <laughs> the right one. There's a victory in there somewhere, boys. And um, apparently, like, in the second half, I'm not sure who quite led the the revolt. Presumably but, Austin. Very. Presumably Austin. But apparently, the uh, Anyang player said, "Stuff this. Let's do what we do best and do what we want." And uh, yeah, they scored three goals and uh, beat beat Sue one three two. Which is like a huge result for Anyang, um, even if it was at home. Um, yeah, pretty huge. But so I guess has, has the the offending tweet been deleted, or is it still there for all uh, and sundry to read? I don't know. I don't actually follow us, and I, I I heard it from someone else. Would that be Stevie perchance? I think it was. Yes. You can imagine this happening in the UK. Like comes out criticise the player when the thirty minutes is gone. Yeah, it? yeah. Whereas in Korea, people are like, "What's Twitter?" Um, so that left Eland with a chance to claw themselves back into contention for, yeah, for, for, for everything. I mean, it's a great chance. Sangju lost, Tegu drew, Suwon lost. Yep. Uh, so Eland were playing uh, away to Gyeongnam, 
bottom of the table team or down well, the bottom. Down the bottom. Obviously, Elan would would uh, kind of get himself back in good form with this match, but no, uh, it finished nothing each. Stevie was there, um, waving his 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 uh, Stevie Waddell scarf furiously at anyone who would come past him. I believe, but yeah, unfortunately, Stevie's passion wasn't didn't seem to be echoed by the team. But I guess the big news is that Big Brown's back. That's the big news. Uh, apparently, Stevie met him last night at the game, uh, and I guess everyone will be hoping that he can he can inspire and allow Eland run a form. He seemed to be the reason. I mean, he seemed to maybe it's a coincidence, but he seemed to be at Eland when they started playing well, and he seemed to not be at Eland when they started playing poorly. So you can put two and two together and possibly get a football five. <laughs> but yeah. So we'll see, but it would be good to see Eland. No, it wouldn't. Presumably, I can't he, finish that sentence. I think earlier this season he wasn't working here officially. Mm. He, he was here on a tourist visa to see what the setup was. And I think so. Yeah. He, so perhaps if they start turning it around, we shop him to immigration and <laughs> <laughs> ruin their season. Yes. <laughs> what do you reckon? Yeah, I know this really tall Scottish guy who shouldn't be here. He's here illegally. Oh wait a minute, that could be me. You can, you can, meet, <laughs> you can pick him up on a Monday. <laughs> I suppose technically podcasting might be outside the scope of your visa here. Um, I don't know. Well, let's just hope immigration aren't tapping in right now. <laughs> Although, to be honest, I, I, doubt, I doubt they're listening to our podcast. No, but I'll just wait until you cock block, cock block me in that place in Xinjiang again and then I'll... <laughs> <laughs> or, until, or until I'm slagging the piss out of you in Man 1 <laughs> next Wednesday. Ah, that's right. Anyway, so that's the Kaylee Classic review. It's probably quicker than it would have been if Stevie had been here. Except it was the challenge. Both. <laughs> okay, that's the Kaylee Challenge reviewed. Uh, probably a, a little bit quicker than had Stevie been here. It was a classic, believe me. It was a classic, yes. Actually, it was a challenge to actually... Uh, review that because I think I said preview again. Oh my, my reviews and my previews. My yeah, reason, my previews. You review the previews in the poop cast about the classical challenging. <laughs> <laughs> we are at the poop cast in a while though, to be honest, in fairness, yeah. So normally we try and include a, a point of interest from football world over the last week to sort of sandwich as the meat filling in between the bread and butter of our reviews and previews. With Stevie not here, we thought we'd have plenty of time to view a rant on referees, and now I've got a few points to add on it, but you just told me the last boss is coming in 10 minutes, so, so yeah. we ought to get onto the previews and see you out the door. I guess, okay, so next week we'll do the referee rant. If not, we'll definitely get to it in the closed season. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe next season at the beginning, yeah? Yeah. Okay, sweet. Okay, so I guess onto the previews. Okay, so I guess all that's left now is to preview the weekend's games of both the Classic and the Challenge. I guess let's start with the league that no one cares about, the Challenge. Um, we'll just go through that one quickly. I guess Stevie not being here to give us his wit and wisdom. Or his half-wit and wisdom. Um, so I guess, uh, any any big games this weekend in the, in the Challenge, Paul? Um. I mean... Anything major? I, I guess maybe. Well, obviously Sunday well, is the big one. Uh, with when Elan take on Sangju at home. But I think that's not as big as it was, right? I don't think it's as big as it was. Yeah, I mean, I think, but it's the kind of game where Elan really can't afford to lose and probably can't afford to draw. You would think Elan would probably really have to win that one if they're to keep in any hope of actually winning the league. Yeah. I think for me the key games would be the ones involving teams below Elan, so your Puchon, Koyang, and. Well. Okay, so let's go through the games quickly then, yeah. and uh, we'll look at the impact that they might have on the league, yeah? yeah. So, first up on Saturday, uh, Goyang versus Suwon. You would have to imagine, even with Suwon losing uh, to Anyang away last week, you'd have to think they'd win that one. See, Koyang were sort of in the mix, and then they've started slipping down the table. Yeah. Although their recent run of form's pretty good, right? Not lost in five. Yeah, but I still think Subban will have, will have just too much for them, and will probably I think they want to bounce back after after losing to Anyang. Yeah. So I think Subban will win that one, which would put them 
yeah, pretty high up the table. Uh, next up, we have Ansan Police versus Gangwon in a game that has no impact on anything at all whatsoever in life. Just skip that one, I guess. Skip it. Uh, next up, we have Chunju at home against Buchon, the team who is right on top of Eland. Uh, they're the one point behind them. Uh, they play on a Saturday, so they, if they beat Chunju, then that would put pressure on uh, Eland for their Sunday match. Yeah. Because that would actually knock Eland out of the playoff spots for the first time since about week four or week five. Yeah. So that's a huge one, that game. Theoretically, if Su- if Suwon lost as well on Saturday, Puchon could go up to third with the appropriate goal difference swing. Yep, they'd have to be, Yeah, they could, yeah. There's only four two, goals. 2 0 win and a 2 0 loss. And yep. So we could see Butchon in the dizzy heights of third. Which you would never have predicted. Yeah, never predicted before the season started. But then again, they could lose to Tunju and still stay fifth. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. That's the yeah, impact of Almere. That would be the impact of Almere, yeah. Uh, so that's the Saturday ones. The Sunday games, as we discussed a little bit there, Eland versus Sangju. Uh, Eland's probably. If Elan lost that game and finished like 10 points behind um, Sanju with nine games left, you'd probably say that they would have no chance of winning the league they from that lo- point. lost twice to Sanju so far? Or they lost one and drawn one? I think they've lost one and drawn one. So, presumably not overly optimistic of getting anything out of this. but I wouldn't have thought so, yeah. Although Sanju haven't been doing too well recently. And another kind of big game, I guess, that, that involves, you know, like second place Daegu, is Daegu... Daegu go to Anyang after Anyang's buoyant 3-2 victory over Suwon. They've got to feel a bit confident yeah, after after that game. Um, that would be a real dent in Daegu, I think, if they lost. Do you think Anyang have started their run too late? Because they, had, they, had, like, they won the opening game, right? And then they went on 15 winless streak. Yeah, no, they've won, won seven, in last seven in the last probably ten, 10 games. So, yeah. Yeah, I think it's a little bit too late. Too little too late? I think, I think it is. They're... There are seven points off the playoff. With ten games left. With ten games left. So, I think that it looks like they're having the reverse of last season, where they were in the playoff spot the whole time and then dropped it on the last day. Yeah. Maybe they'll sneak it in on the, in, in the last day in a reverse, but I would severely doubt it. Yeah. But I think it would be amazing to see Anyang and Butchon both in, in the playoff spots, because that would be a, a pretty uh, kind of passionate game, I think, for those two, yeah? But looking at it, yeah, Elan probably need to win. Uh, Daegu, Su won if they both won. Yeah, it kind of it would be a pretty. It would make a pretty. I think if Butchon win on Saturday, it makes it really interesting because both both Daegu and and Elan Sangju all on a Sunday kind of makes it very interesting. So Kyungnam with the week off. Yeah, uh, yes, Kyungnam with the week off. And that makes five minutes or so. So I guess Stevie can be satisfied with that. He's Normally finishes within five minutes, I heard. Yeah, that's what I heard as well, but we can probably just text the owner of that motel down in uh, wherever he is right now, Chang Wan, and ask her. I'm sure she's knocked on the room door twice. <laughs> okay, so then I guess we'll move on to everyone's favourite league, the only one that matters. Um, but it's absolutely no one watches either, <laughs> unless, you, <laughs> unless you're a John Book fan. And even if they watch it, they certainly don't listen to us pontificating about it, do they? <laughs> Not at all. Okay, so basically this week's games, uh, let's begin with, the, we have one game on Sunday, we have um, the, the other five are on, are on Saturday. Uh, I guess first up we have Inchon, Buchon, uh, Inchon, Busan even, that's what happens when you have too many Chons. Uh, so yeah, Paul Inchon Busan. I know you're a huge fan of uh, the Inchon, the Inchon faithful. Yep, my favourite people outside of the chickens. I believe they're called chicken something else, but we'll we'll not call them that today. Yeah, the chicken. Yes. Um, so yeah, that I mean that's one where Inchon would be looking to capitalise on on, on on any drop points between uh, Songnam and and, and Seoul. And Seoul, yeah. In their respective games. Uh, for me, Incheon at home are pretty good. They've lost two in a trot, but they did win three in a row before that. Um, so they kind of stormed up into the top six, and now they're in danger of they're just hanging right down yeah. again. Yeah. Uh, but you'd have to, I think, at home against Busan. Yeah. Even though Busan had that pretty good um, game against Suwon last week, they don't travel very well. You'd have to say that's got to be a home win. Yeah. I think. Uh, I think home wins likely. Probably one nil or two one something like that. 
Okay. Look, we're going to skip over the, the second game and, and do that one last. Uh, the next game is Jeju versus Pohang. Obviously, Pohang uh, beating Songnam to, to claim third spot uh, on, on Saturday. Jeju, with that, losing that kind of three points at the last minute to the, to the Jeparov goal uh, on, on Sunday. Um, that one, for me, has a draw written all over it. I can't separate those two teams. You don't think Jeju will come out and say, let's not make this mistake again? Come out and go, Karangra will score a hat trick. I mean, Lopez will score a hat trick. They'll be six and up by half time. That's that's one way of looking at it. Um, but another way of looking at it is probably to say no. Uh, there's no Kim Sung Gyu and there's no Kim Shuk uh, in the in the Pohang team. Um, so I would be. I, I don't know. I, I think that one could be a score draw, maybe two each. I think Pohang will want to obviously hold on to their third spot. Jeju are still probably looking at being in the top six. Yeah, this is one that Cheju need to win more than Poang, right? Yeah, I would say so, yeah, I would say so. So he's probably got draw written all over it. Yep, I think it's going to be a draw. when we saw Poang the other day, they didn't look, didn't look particularly like they wanted to win anything, did they? Not really, happy no. with a point away at Seoul, so... And even at home to Songnam, they didn't look... They, I don't think they would have won that game if it wasn't for the fact that Songnam shot himself in the first There's certainly several, uh, several levels below where they were when they won the league. Different, definitely. Completely different sort of intensity and... Yeah, definitely, definitely. They're, yeah, they're, they're half a team that, that they used to be, definitely. Um, next up is Songnam at home against Gwangju. Uh, we'll be hoping for Force's Tanchen. I'll be there. You'll, presumably you'll be skipping that in favour of match two. Uh, I will be at, at Tanchon to cheer the boys in black on. Uh, they might need me <laughs> after the last couple of games. Um, that one, I, I can't see Songnam losing. I think Songnam will win it. I think it'll be maybe 2 0, I think. Um, Guangzhou had a good result um, when they won in midweek, but then they drew again at the weekend. I, I just, I, I, I really hope Sonam can bounce back. They've poor, poor last three games, but if they're going to bounce back against anyone, it's going to be Guangzhou. At home. See, see, Guangzhou that, that could actually go some way to deciding this top six teams, right? Because they still got to come to Seoul as well. Yeah. So ho- hopefully they'll win this one and capitulate against Seoul. In reality, it'll probably be the other way around. Maybe, maybe that'll be around, yeah. Well, they'll just draw twice, and but yeah, I think hopefully, so I think I think Sonam hopefully they'll they'll kind of come out uh, attack from the start, and uh, hopefully Kim uh, hopefully Kim Dojin will be back. Uh, hopefully Wangy Joe starts, and that should be enough to see us through. Yeah. Like, the other match, Ulsan v Jonam, a few weeks ago, would have been saying nah, but suddenly it's become pretty big. Uh, Jonam. Probably the the team that looks most likely to dislodge the top six. Um, so I guess we're both hoping that they get absolutely royally humped by Osan. Yep. Osan, uh, uh, I guess after two victories and a draw, we'll probably feel confident at home against John Am. Hopefully. So that's that's hope that they can they can get something in this game. You think the Wookiee will retain penalty taking duties? I think they may give it to Kim Sung Gyu. <laughs> the way he blasted that ball at his own defender. Um, you thought they, Jeff Prof would take a good penalty, does he not? Uh, he used to take them for um, Songnam. And in actual fact, he he scored a Pirlo-esque, a Paneka penalty against Ulsan, actually, amazingly enough. Uh, I guess the rookie wasn't watching his technique in that game. He was probably too busy throwing his Mahican uh, and thinking of being on stage with A-Pink. I think that's why I really dislike him, is because he was on stage with Olive Pink. Anyway, um, the other game on Saturday, match two, Paul, this one I'll leave up to you. It's the second time of us going down to Suwon, the super duper matchy. The seventh biggest game in the world. Yep, the seventh biggest game in the world. <laughs> After the other 200 that go, against, go ahead of it, yeah. After Reading versus Bristol, I reckon Reading versus Oxford's a bigger Derby than one. I think it used to be a huge game, but whether it still is or not, I think there's a lot to be um, questioned. I think we probably mentioned before that back in the day, if you didn't pre-order a ticket to go down to Suwon, you could turn up and get turned away, or you'd get stuck 
elsewhere. Like Seoul used to have the whole of the bottom and half of the top tier of that yeah. stand, and now you get half the half the bottom tier and it's still not full. And we obviously know the crowds at Suwon have halved this year. Yeah. Overall, so <coughs> so pretty poor to be honest. I mean, it's, it's still a pretty, it's still a pretty amazing atmosphere. Um, but I think, I mean, I guess the thing to say is that the atmosphere, although crowd numbers have halved, the atmosphere hasn't halved, right? Because the people aren't coming are the, the kind of people that don't make much yeah. noise anyway. So, but yeah. So um, I'm, I'm assuming there'll be a full complement of Diablos going. Would imagine so. There were ten of us at. Chumbuk last week, and obviously ten at Cheju the week before that. So I'd imagine for Sue on probably about twenty. Cool. Minus you. Minus me. Yep. I, I mean, I would I would have been there if my first love wasn't playing. <laughs> well, my second love. <laughs> so I guess obviously Seoul went down to Sue on early on in the season. Got shafted five one. Three one. Five. <laughs> five one. Absolutely. Okay. I won't remember three one. Absolutely diabolical. It was it was oh, it was one of the worst games of football I've ever watched. That's the third time you said that tonight. <laughs> I know, but but for, for that for a different reason. Why why do we keep going to these games <laughs> which are like worst games of football we've ever seen? I mean like, for a different reason that it was a bad game of football I think. Yeah. Yeah, um, I mean it was horrendous. Um what do you, I mean you can't imagine being on a scalping like that again. I fucking hope they do get beaten that badly. And that'll really turn people against Chen. Oh, I mean, I think if they, if they lost 3 0, 4 0, 5 0, Chen would surely get fired. That would be the last straw for His position would be completely untenable if they ship another five goals to yeah. someone. I mean, you saw they lost, conceded three goals against Chumbuk at the weekend. Um, none of them particularly. Oh, they're pretty good goals, I guess, but. They also Seoul's poor defence. Mm. I've actually seen a couple of articles in the press this week saying what's the problem with Seoul's defence, and they figure that because they're playing with three centre backs, that always leaves wide gaps here and here where Chardery and whoever's playing left back are not getting yeah, back. Uh, yeah. On the other hand, if you make them sit back in a, a proper back five across like that, then Seoul is so poor coming forward that they yeah. never score. Yeah, I think they, that formation that he plays works really well with the Chardery of ten years ago. Yeah. But I think now Chai he is either not venturing up, which means that there's no one really to put the balls in, to put the crosses in, or he's venturing up and he can't get back quick enough. So if you really if you really want to play Chai Dury, you should play Kogwang Min as a right back, a, a pacey right back behind him, and have Chai Dury as the the, the right hand midfielder of a th- yeah. midfield three. Which is what he might end up doing later, maybe like later on. But I mean, I think I can't see so. Seoul getting humped again, but to be perfectly honest, I also can't see Seoul winning that one. And considering the fact that we had the first ever goal of super match uh, at Siam, yeah, just uh, you know earlier on the after, I mean obviously in the last one, I wouldn't be surprised if 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 we see the second one in the season. Well, the equivalent match last year, Seoul won with a last minute goal, didn't they? Yep. So. Koyohan, I believe. Koyohan, yeah, uh, a nippy header at the far post. Yep. Near post. Uh, I remember it the very post. well. I believe I may have ended up three rows further down <laughs> by the time that goal was finished. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, hopefully, like again, this is one of those like head and heart things. You know what I mean? It's like I mean, obviously, like So and Sonam are battling it out for what could potentially be an ACL spot. So Sonam and, and, and Pohang, I guess, are the three teams who are kind of like closest to the ACL spot. So yeah, I mean. From a Sonam point of view, I, I want to see Pohang and Seoul lose, yeah. like, so that we get the ACL spot. But I never want to see Suwon beat anyone. And having been to several super matches and, and knowing what it's like to, to be there, I really hope that Seoul don't lose this one. Yeah. Um, I think if Seoul lost it, I think I think it could have pretty bad repercussions on the remainder of the season. I think. I mean, if 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 they lose this and Incheon and Chunnam both win, then Seoul will be down in seventh. Yeah. And with two games left, they call yourself back out of it again. I mean, we have got the extra game against Gwang, so three Gwangju, games but Gwangju, Songnam, Chunnam. Three pretty tough games. All three at home, though. All three at home, yeah. Yeah. So. So you, this is like your last away game, and then you have three home games, yeah. Yeah. So I mean. I, 
you have to imagine that if you can, I think if you can get a result in the, like in in Suwon, if if you can beat Suwon, then I reckon you'll you'll claim first spot. But I think if you lose to Suwon, you could struggle to be in the top six. And uh, in the last three games, they've scored the grand total of one goal, which was a penalty. So I can't imagine. But derby matches like this, game and games like this, like, as they say, you know, like, to quote the old cliche, the form book goes out the window. Although it didn't <laughs> earlier on in the season when it went exactly to form. But um, you have to imagine that with, with I think with Takahagi and with Adriano, yeah. so were stronger. Without Chong Tse, so were weaker. Yeah. So based on that, even if the even even if Boy Wonder has a has an absolute storming game for Suwon, um I still I still think this one will be a lot tighter. And I think I'm not I'm not sure so we'll edge it, but I think it'll be another draw. Hopefully not another goal this draw, because that would be like Especially since it's been moved so it's they can show it on T V. Yeah. Uh the last one was shown on T V as well, there's a load of pap. That was terrible. At least the the Chumbuk game which was on T V last week was good. Like we wasn't good from my point of view, yeah. but from the Football input from the yeah exposure to because I think it was on a regular KBS one of the main KBS, KBS channels, one. right? Yeah. So from the this one's on KBS one. So for the, the point of view of exposing football to regular pundits who are sitting at home on a Saturday afternoon, I think that was good. And I think if you come out the week after that and it's nil nil or. Uh, I mean, I think it's a right game of the weekend. If you if you're going to show a game on TV, it's a right one to pick. It does have the atmosphere, it does have the passion. You know, there's a high chance of like a red card or something controversial happening. Yeah. Um, so I think this is the right game to pick. So hopefully we'll get a better referee than we've had in the last two games. Hopefully, and in the and in the first game down there as well. Yeah. Okay. And that leaves one last game to do, which uh, is top of the table versus bottom of the table. John Book versus Dejan. I'm going to go for a four 0 away victory. <laughs> Only four. <laughs> Only four. Uh, yeah, John Book. The hangover from the ACL, the, that long trip back from Osaka, is going to really hit them. Well, I think we've we covered this already, that they are win-loss, win-loss. And yeah. obviously they beat Seoul last weekend, so, so they do a loss. Just not to Dejan, and sure. they home. I'm not sure it's going to be 4-0. This is the perfect chance to break out of the win-loss yep. sequence. And saying that, though, that the last game that they played, they finished like 4-3. I think it was 4-3 or 3-2 to John Book, and Dejan should probably have won that game. Yeah. Like, again... Really dodgy decisions by the referee when Dejan were ahead to uh, give John Book the points. I mean, I think it's fairly obvious that John Book are getting the the rub of the green, pardon the pun. Okay. So, Paul, do you have some music to see us out? So let's all sing along and let's sing the chicken song. Ah, 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 ah,